0: You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Yeah, all throughout the centuries, there's been a tradition that when on Easter Sunday, the preacher would yell out or the worship leader would yell out, He is risen, and the congregation would respond, He is risen indeed. So He is risen That is for sure. What a joy that is. What an excitement because there is so much that we gain because Christ raised from the dead is a refreshment of life. You know, when I think about that, it reminds me uh, back a while ago uh, of a of a Nestea iced tea commercial. Uh, Check this out. Just refreshment. You remember that? How many of you remember the Nestea plunge? Yeah, Yeah, that was. (laughs) You don't remember that? (laughs) It wasn't before your time, Lori. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, that commercial uh, has been shown everything. They have done that all over the world. It, it's now more popular in other parts of the world than us. But that Nesty Plunge people have been re- recreating uh, constantly. They it, It's that idea of that. And you've probably done it, That that surrender where you let go and fall back into that cool, refreshing pool. And, oh, it's just wonderful. You see, when life is tough, when... There are relationship issues. We want some refreshment in life. When life gets confusing, like juggling family and career and friends and school and all of that, we could use some refreshment in life. When life is grueling, like working two jobs to make ends meet, we would enjoy falling back in that refreshness of life. As well, when life is daunting with dealing with unreasonable people or a bit depressing, facing those haunting feelings of insecurity we want to be, we need to be refreshed, revived, rejuvenated, like that, that nest tea plunge. We want to do the happy song dance. Woo! Come on. We've got to get a little happy <laughs> we all want to do that happy song dance and well easter week can be that energizing that uplifting that reviving for us for jesus said in john 10, 10 the last part of that verse he says i have come that you might have life and have it abundantly that word abundantly means the max it means that ultimate refreshment of life and this week of easter answers those tough questions that hold us back from the abundance refreshed life like, how do we find clarity in life? The answer is found in Easter week. How do we deal with the anguish of life? That answer is found in Easter week. And how do we get that refreshment, made new, restored, revived, living victoriously, thriving, exciting, uh, experiencing love and, and joy? That's found in Easter week. It's all found in Easter. We're packed into this past week and on this Resurrection Sunday Is the refreshing reality that Jesus is the answer? We're refreshed by the the power of Jesus. We are refreshed by the perseverance of Jesus and refreshed by the power of Jesus. So let's examine that scripture that was read for us as Stan read it this morning of Romans chapter uh, 4, verse 25 through chapter 5, verse 8, and see how uh, we are refreshed by the cross of Christ. And so if you wouldn't mind, I know you just stood, but why don't you stand again? Let's pray. And when we'll launch into this time together. Is, Father, thank you for bringing us here on this wonderful Easter Sunday. A time where we can be happy that you rose from the grave. Happy that we can experience that joy and be refreshed in life. Lord, I pray that you will meet each one of us at a point of need. And challenge us and encourage us and draw us to yourself. For we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Have a seat and that you can take out your outline uh, that's inside this folding thing. Stan told you about this. You, well, I'll tell you what to do with that la- later afterwards, but uh, let's go to the outline, and if you have a Bible, go ahead and open up to Romans. If you don't have a Bible, our wonderful ushers are walking down the aisle. They have a Bible they'd like to loan to you. Just raise your hand, and they would happen to be put it in your hand. You can leave it there when you're done, so we can pick it up for the next service. But life can get uh, uh, a little bit puzzling, uh, and, and you know, it's kind of like those, those puzzles that people have that tell you to get the ring off of the chain. You know, and if you just do like something like that, it'll work right, just right, and you can spend hours at it. But if someone were to show you, you could do it immediately. I got these from Lance Peterson, one of our leaders in our church, and he just went, and he goes, look, this is how you do it, Mike. (laughs) I went, yeah, I hate you. (laughs) But we love it when someone can show us. If someone shows us, we gain clarity, and it's fun. As well, life can be puzzling, and we can find clarity by being refreshed by the person Of Jesus, It's trusting in Jesus in the chaos of confusion of life. Like the confusion around Easter week. Uh, We talked about that back in Palm Sunday, and really the whole week was confusing for the disciples. You see, on Palm Sunday, the disciples thought that Jesus was going to come in and take over. That he was going to overthrow the Roman government. He was going to stand in the seat of authority and begin to create his kingdom all at once. That's what people thought. But the events of the week didn't quite fold out like that. Thursday night after this, the, the, the uh, Lord's Supper or, or the Passover meal, they went to the garden and Jesus was arrested. Armed guards came there, uh, chains, they bound him, they took him away. And the disciples are completely confused and amazed. And then the, 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 the falling forward of events happened on Friday until he was crucified, breathed his last, and died, and then put in a tomb. And the disciples are bewildered and confused. And life can get just like that. Life can be confusing. We can be bewildered, confused, and even confused about Jesus. Because some of us think that Jesus is just one side. He's just the good shepherd side. That everything good and happy always comes from Jesus. But yet there's also another side of Jesus. He's the reverend Lord, Master, God Almighty. Who requires our obedience. They're all Jesus. He's both. And we can trust Jesus because we know what he says is truth. And the reason we know what he says is truth. Because of Easter morning. Because Jesus rose from the dead. He is risen. Living proof. Jesus means what he says. Validating his claims. A stamp of authenticity on Jesus' authority. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we gain much. Just this last week, uh, Stephen Mathewson, a, a fellow pastor in the Evangelical Free Back East, wrote a book, uh, 50 Reasons Why the Resurrection Changes Everything. I'm not going to read all 50 of them to you, but, but because of G- the resurrection, it gives us eternal life. Our sins are forgiven. It gives us a new way of life. It makes us fruitful. It adopts us as God's family. It guarantees our future resurrection. It gives us hope in hard times. It gives us great purpose in life. It glorifies the Lamb of God, Jesus. And it provides life in an unfiltered presence of God. Uh, there's 50 other reasons. You can pick up the book. Actually, it's quite cheap on, uh, on Kindle. It's $2.99. But we know Jesus did walk out of that tomb. On that wonderful morning, as, as, uh, uh, as maybe you read even this morning of Matthew chapter 28, uh, the, the Marys came to the tomb and it was empty. An angel was sitting on there. They're running uh, to go tell the disciples because the angel told them so When they bump into Jesus. <laughs> He's alive! They couldn't believe it! He has risen! He risen and it's amazing. And the disciples saw him. 500 plus people saw him alive proof jesus rose from the dead as romans we just read chapter 4 verse 25 says he was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life for our justification you see man has a problem we're sinful the bible is really clear of that we've been born into it and we add to it this mountain of moral debt this sin and that has separated us from god and so we are not justified Sinful man can't relate to holy God. That means we can't enjoy the benefits of resurrection. That means We can't have our sins forgiven. We can't enjoy a time with God. And we won't make it into heaven if we stay in our sin. We need a savior, and that's why Jesus came. And when he died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. And how we benefit from that is to believe, is to trust in Jesus' person. That he is our savior. And when God raised Jesus from the dead, it was verification. Jesus' sacrifice was full payment for our sins. That's why the resurrection is so important. And if you have your notes there, write down now there, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Read the entire chapter. It talks about why the resurrection is so important. But look at the refreshment of, of peace we receive when we believe. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained, full a- gained access by faith into the grace which we now stand and we enjoy in hope of the glory of God. Yes, life's confusing and it's chaotic. Jesus, the resurrected Lord, is the answer. So if you don't yet know him, you don't yet have come to that place where you believe in him, investigate him. That's why every Easter we create these packets. Inside there, there's a, a, a book about the resurrection It talks about Jesus. And in there, I've given a letter that explains how you can make sure that you know and have believed. And I encourage you, pick one up. People do it all, all, all the time on Easter week. People take these, take them home, read it, investigate Jesus. And if you already know him, then know him more and fully trust in him for your life. For Easter week... For life, like Easter week, is full of pain in life. I picked up the, the Orange County Register this morning. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, Mary, it's got a um, thing on Disney in here. Uh, it's a, a wonderful paper. It's got a lot of things in it, but actually, after they get through the Goodwill stories, which is the first few pages, it's all bad news. It's talking about corruption and, and killings and murders and accidents. And difficulties happening in life. I and mean, we only need to just look at the paper. We don't even need to look at the paper. We can just look at our own lives. And, and we go through the, uh, the pain of life. Struggles that we all face. And Though life can be hurtful. We can deal with the anguish of life. As we are refreshed by the perseverance of Jesus. It's trusting in Jesus in the strain of pain. Because Jesus did not back down. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, you can write it down, you can read it later. It, it talks about how that we since we've been surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses of those who have persevered before us, th- those saints of old, uh, though they're watching on, uh, we can persevere in life because Jesus went to the cross. Jesus endured uh, the shame of the cross, endured the struggle, endured the beatings all for you and I. And if he can do that, we can do that. Just keep our eyes on him. John 15, 13 says, Greater love than no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Greater love to sacrifice self. Love held Jesus on the cross, not the nails. Because he loved us so much, he persevered for us, and so we should persevere. Life will continue to have pain, but there is hope. Romans continues to talk about it. Verse 3 now of chapter 5. Not only so, but. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. As we endure and persevere, we grow. Character is built and we are better and and more the people God has created us to be. So follow Jesus. Listen to His teachings. Apply them to your life. Quit trying to run from adversity and hard work. Work hard at your relationships. Work, work hard at, at your job, giving your best there at school. Put your efforts into being kind and, and helpful and generous and grow in your relationship with God. Yes, life can be painful at times. The answer is not to escape, not to drown it out with drugs or, or alcohol, but to follow Jesus' resolve to endure. who endured He endured the beatings, the torture, the humiliation, the pain. Let that refresh you and encourage you and motivate you to look into Jesus. If you don't know him, grab one of these packets. Come talk to one of us sometime. And if you know him, persevere all that much more. Persevere in your faith. Don't just leave it on the shelf. Actually do something with your faith. Keep at it. What Easter brings is that refreshment in life is Jesus' life was renewed, resurrected on that Sunday morning. We're made new when we believe. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. We are, said, born again, made new, revitalized, restored, revived, living victorious, thriving, experiencing joy and love because we have relinquished, we have surrendered our lives to the resurrected Jesus. See, there is... Uh, we are to be refreshed by the power of Jesus, that power to transform our lives. It's trusting Jesus enough to surrender, to take that nesty plunge into him, to relinquish, to let go. But, but it's not a living, it's not a giving up. It's a, it's a release with hope. Like Joseph, uh, Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, we've been talking about him since, since Palm Sunday, last Sunday. Joseph of Arimathea, a, a secret disciple, John says. But yet Joseph, uh, who was a part of the Sanhedrin, uh, let's, let's read about him. If you have your Bible, go ahead and flip over to Luke chapter 23. Uh, verse 50, it says, There was a man named Joseph, a, a member of the council. He was part of the Sanhedrin, this, this 70 group of, of people who served as the supreme court of Jewish law. He was called a good and an upright man who had not consented to their decision and action to kill Jesus, but came after, but came from a, a Judean town of Arimathea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God, that sanhedrin, that very smart, intelligent group of men who had studied the, the whole uh, uh, most of the Old Testament and memorized it and knew of all the prophets and what they had said. And Joseph had observed. He had investigated this Jesus, this Messiah that come on the scene. And he held it up towards scripture and he saw the prophecies of Messiah and he saw Jesus and he had no other choice but to make that Jesus is the Messiah. But he kept it secret. He kept it secret until refreshed by the power of the cross. Joseph got the reality of the power of the love of Jesus. As it says in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, you see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When Joseph of Arimathea saw Jesus pay the penalty for our sins, he got it. And he did something that nobody else did. The disciples ran. Those who had spent years with Jesus ran. There was no one else left. And so Joseph did this in verse 52 of Luke chapter 23. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down and wrapped it in linen cloths and placed it in a tomb cut into the rock, one which no one had been laid. He was not alone, though. Another of the Sanhedrin, Nicodemus, was with him. He had stepped up. And in this asking for the body of Jesus, it was an act of surrender. It was brave because the Sanhedrin had just sentenced Jesus to death. And now Joseph is saying he sympathizes with Jesus. And so he he, he stood up and said, I want to, to have him have a proper burial. He was outing himself as a believer. It was very brave of him to do so. It was sacrificial. He would probably lose his position and place in society. And it was loving. You see, because what they normally did with criminals that had been on the cross, they just threw them in the, in the trash heap, and the, the animals and dogs would pick at their flesh and crush their bones. So as an act of love, he took Jesus' body as an act of worship. He took Jesus' body. He, he took that nesty plunge <laughs> into Jesus. He surrendered. He relinquished. He let it go. <clears throat> Yeah, no do not clap at that That <laughs> was not worth it I was in a disney store and that song came on and everybody stopped And all these little girls and little boys and parents just started the choreography of this But it te- gives the right message of letting go To relinquish see to surrender is to self-empty And be filled with the holy spirit when you come to faith When you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to be with you and you are filled with his power to live life. So be filled, self-empty. It is to submit, to submit our will to God's will. It's an abandonment of power, of our power to Jesus' reign in our life. It is a release of control, of self to Jesus. It's a yielding to the life-changing power of Jesus. We experience that refreshment when we fully surrender to the power of Jesus. The question is, will you? It made a difference to Joseph, it made a difference to Clay and Hannah, and it's made a huge difference in my life. And it can make a major difference in yours as well. Why not? Why not you? Take that opportunity to fully surrender to take that nesty plunge into Jesus and to recognize Him. Now, I don't know what particular beverage or food or actions that bring you refreshment in life. I do know that Easter week points to Jesus and the refreshment of what He did in the cross brings. Will you drink in the nourishment for we are refreshed by the person of Jesus. We're refreshed by the perseverance of Jesus and we're refreshed by the power of Jesus. He's there for you. And my prayer is that you We'll take it in. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for the reality of today. The resurrection Sunday that we celebrate. That you, Lord Jesus, uh, didn't stay dead, but you actually walked out of that tomb uh, 2,000 plus years ago today. And we get a chance to celebrate and we get a chance to enjoy that relationship with you. And we get a chance to be free from sin. And we get an opportunity to live life to its fullest and to know that we're heaven bound And Lord, how awesome and glorious and amazing and wonderful that is. Lord, may we live in that refreshment of you and may we experience that refreshment of you in our life. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.